today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? All right. Let's jump in. All right. Chris Rock, did he deserve to be slapped? This is a question <laughs> on everyone's mind. Did you yeah. watch the special? Uh, I did uh, most of it. Most of it. Okay. I watched. I didn't watch it live because I thought presenting a special that you say is live to make a big event out of it and then immediately streaming it afterwards just told me I can watch this on my time. So yeah, I watched I think, it about two hours was, afterwards. I think it was the kids went to bed. Still live when I started watching it, but I just it was towards the end. It so I just backed end. it up and anyway. Anyway, uh, quite an event. So Candace McDuffie, she's a senior editor for The Root, was uh, talking to Don Lemon, and uh, she has a perspective that actually a, a lot of uh, a lot of black people do seem to have, yeah. is that Chris Rock had this coming. Uh, this is what she had to say to Don about it. Why did you think he deserved to be slapped? It's not so much about being slapped as much as it is about accountability, right? He has made black women specifically the butt of his jokes for years, and he's finally being held accountable. So I feel like this kind of sets the precedence, you know, going forward, hopefully that people will be more careful about how they treat and discuss, you know, black women. We should point out, I, I don't like commenting on, on physical appearance at all. I think it's irrelevant in most instances, but she is a black woman with a well, she, very shortcut hair. She has short hair, which is not the same as alopecia necessarily. No, like certainly not the same. If you choose to have a short haircut, it's different than a physical, like a medical condition. But, right, right. But, but, uh, but I think it's relevant for the discussion because she seems to take the side of at least excusing or explaining the conduct of Will Smith on that night when he made jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith's well, I don't, I don't think her point was so much about just the alopecia. Uh, to her point, she's like, Chris Rock has like made black women the butt of jokes for decades. And it's not about her hair. She's a black woman. And sure. she's like, you know what? People had had enough, and maybe Will had had enough. And it is interesting, as the special That's was, certainly true. That yes. People had had enough. It, it's, it proofs in the pudding. Will Smith went up there and slapped, slapped yeah. Chris Rock. Had enough, is it at all a justification for what transpired next, or is it just sort of explaining why it happened? Those are two it's different things. It's sort of an is explanation, it okay? and I, it, it's one of those things, like, she, she doesn't really just say, like, yeah, go beat somebody that says something you don't like. That's not exactly what she's saying, no. but she also doesn't have a lot of sympathy there. It is interesting, as that special was happening, I was looking at Twitter, which is always, you know, sure. dicey proposition, but, so it's interesting, like, White people on Twitter were like, this is so funny. This is so great. He's taking Will down. And most of the, the black accounts I follow were like, nope, Chris has been like a problem for a long time. Like his audience is white people. Yeah. And you notice a lot of the people who were introducing him at the beginning of the special were Adam Sandler and Bill Maher and a lot of white people. And I saw circulating. There's a clip of, of Chris Rock from years ago sitting in a, in a little round table with Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais, and Louis, and Louis C.K., Louis C.K. dropping Bef the N-word. Before the Louis C.K. Oh, long, canceling yeah. over masturbating in front of women. Long before that. Yeah. But just, it's uncomfortable to watch. They're, all yeah. the white guys are just dropping the N-word left and right, and Chris Rock's just laughing, and a lot of black people are like, that's not cool. Yeah. I wasn't quite aware that he is not necessarily popular in the black community. Some of the special that I watched, um, it, it gets it verges on the sort of uncomfortable. He's, he's a brilliant observational comedian. And, sure. and at one point he does a bit about... Um, good neighborhoods having lots of white women walking around in sweatpants after yoga yeah. and bad neighborhoods being the ones where black men walk around in uh, sweatpants smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So that type of commentary, while, while incisive and sort of telling in some way, uh, it's a little squirmy to hear to hear him sort of well, say think... those types of things on stage. And you can sort of 
the Jada part is a little bit different. I, I, from my perspective, he sort of lost his composure almost during those yeah. last eight to ten minutes. He was angry and viscerally. He had sort of spittle in the corner of his mouth. He was talked called her a bitch over yeah. and over again. It was a bit overkill for me and and a bit boastful to be like she started something and I finished it because I'm the wordsmith well, and, and, and this and, and that. that's the thing you know we're projecting. That like, was a little uncouth. Yeah, you know, we, in we some as, ways. A, as a society and, and Candace McDuffie here are projecting a lot of social things of like. Is, is he doing his jokes for a white audience? You know, are black women disrespected? There's a lot of bigger social issues. Yep. But at the core of all of this, there's a very personal thing between Chris and Jada and Will. And there has been for a very long time. And, and I think a lot of people who are watching the Oscars or who saw the slap just think it came out of nowhere. Like, wow, Will Smith couldn't take a joke. And, and not to justify him hitting him, but there's a personal history between them that had gone on for a long time. And I think Will Smith was just like, enough. I think that's right. And and Candace, what she's saying, she's not alone. I don't want to uh, sort not. of characterize her take as this hot take on CNN that no one else shares. People do share this perspective. And the one thing I'll say is I, I was thinking about this a lot. It, you know, the most popular expression when I was a kid was sticks and stones, break my bones. Words <laughs> will never hurt me. Yeah. That has changed. You know, words, yeah, words and, are and violence. Says, and words Chris are Rock violent. made fun of that phrase. That's right. So Chris is very old school. He's older than, you know, us, but not by much. He's yeah. sort of of our generation. And that was a, the expression is you don't you know, you use your words and you don't use. I tell my kids all the time, you know, if, if Carter's hitting Nixie, I say, use your words, use your yeah. words. There is something to be said because I just think it can be very hurtful too. Yeah, of course. Words, we now take mental health very, very seriously. Right. And words are the way to inflict damage mentally on someone or emotionally on someone. And there's always been a bit of skepticism about is that real pain? Are those real injuries? But if we take mental health seriously and those are real conditions that people suffer from, you know, Harvey's fond of saying, you know, you don't end up in the hospital with a concussion over someone insulting you, but you do when they slap you. That is true. Yeah. That type of hospital visit. But, but also, you may end up in but, but, a sort but, of mental health hospital when you've suffered the slings and arrows of someone berating slings you. Slings and arrows. Uh, but but, <laughs> but also, sense. but to that point, I mean, probably, you know, we make fun of you on the show all the time. And stuff, sure. But, there, but, you know, there are points in your life. There's something. Like, this is all calluses, baby. Go ahead. No, I, no, no <laughs> I'm not insulting you. But, you know, there's probably something from, like, middle school that somebody said to you that you still remember word for word. Without question. Of course there is. Everybody has that. There's things that, like, hurt you deeply and that you carry them with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, look, I am riddled with insecurities. And some of <laughs> some of the people in the room have discovered them. And, yeah. you know, I can have my own sort of, like, sensitive outbursts. I, I have... There's certain things I don't care. I, I'm not. You can't insult me about certain things, but everyone has something. Oh, you know? we, we, I, I can always tell, tell when, there's, when, when the tone in your voice changes. And I'm just waiting for the day when you just walk up and slap Harvey. <laughs> just go full, <laughs> full Chris Rock and Will Smith. Just knock him off that Apple box. He uh, would destroy you, by the way. But, yeah, um, uh, he's he's very very fit, very fit. Yes. Um. So you know. Uh, it's easy to say this is outrageous. This is promoting violence. I think when we sit here and have this discussion in sort of a measured way, there's something to what she's saying. I do of think it's dangerous is. in the sense of putting this out there as a justification and the way this will be received and spun by the media and, and so forth. And right. everyone will just say she, she's she's and Don Lemon says it. that to her. He goes, you realize people are going to be like you're advocating violence. And she doesn't straight up say no, but that's not her point. And. I think the bigger point is she's saying it's not it is the the Chris Will Jada dynamic, but she's like it, it's the bigger thing of making minorities and particularly black women a, a joke. And, yeah. and Chris Rock has a, does have a long history of of black women are kind of a punching a punchline for him for a, usually a white audience. Yes, and his defense, and there is something to be said for it as well, is he was you know the slap victim in in he some was. sense, and to sort of position him as it's jokes that caused this slap. 
is a little he feels is unfair to him. He's he he's saying, look, I sat back, I didn't go on Gail King and tell and tell people. He, he, he part of his set was, I'm no victim. You're not going to get me on a couch talking with uh, Oprah or Gail uh, and, and crying about how this hurt him and reflecting. He said, I am a comedian. He has been very consistent that I'm allowed to tell these jokes, and you're not allowed to hit me over them. You may yeah. not like them. You can turn my special off. You can try to cancel me and say I'm I'm horrific, but you can't hit me. And so he's he does have that old school perspective of you know don't 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 bring physical violence to a comedy show because what we do necessarily is transgressive crosses right. boundaries and if we allow this type of conduct you're not going to have really risky comedy anymore and and to your point maybe we shouldn't have this brand of comedy but once you once you open that door of we can't talk about this type of condition cuz it's so sensitive you really start to lose boundaries. It's, it's, right. it's hard to then draw, you know, meaningful, coherent well, lines. We, and what are they allowed to talk about? And you get an eggshells around you. And then that's where we are. And that's yeah. not necessarily the great thing either. But Dave Chappelle did some of this with the transgender community. And, and, as but well. the funny thing is, and you talk about like, you know, Chris Rock saying like, you know, you can't cancel me for this. Dave Chappelle did that. The, the cynical part of me is, I'm I'm tired of seeing comedians make the like Chris Rock's like, I'm not a victim, and yet he does his whole hour long special like, you can't cancel me. I didn't do anything wrong. He kind of is because. You know, like people being victims of cancel culture is a great marketing tool. Right. It was great for Dave Chappelle. People are like, I got to support him. I can't let him be canceled. Yes. He was never canceled. Uh, yes. Some people had some problems with what he said. That, that's, you know, Cancel's there are consequences to what you say. And not everybody's going to like what you say. And they are completely free to disagree with you. And the last point I'll say is like Chris Rock liked to position himself as an absolutist. I'm consistent because everyone else is select. The whole special was called selective outrage. He's saying at least bring the same energy to all these contexts. But the reason that clip you're talking about was circulated right. of, of he and, 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 um, Louis and, and Louis C.K. was because they're saying you also practice selective outrage. Sure. You, you, everyone does. I mean, everyone, the, the, the there's so many examples sort of, of it silly. in that special things yeah. he's angry about and things he's not about. Like, Correct. You can't okay. say, oh, they're practicing selective outrage. Everyone does. I mean, yeah. we care about what we care about. That's what selective well, outrage that's the, is. You know, like the absolutist thing. And that's the thing of this is everybody, you know, our whole society, it's this team or that team or yes. whatever. The, the Will Chris Jada thing, I don't think either side of that's completely right or either side's completely wrong. Right. They don't hit somebody, but don't insult people. Like, yeah. I don't know. And, and there are jokes. I get that. I'm not. Anti I'm all for comedy, but it wasn't even that funny of a joke. Is the thing. No. What I thought he was right though was what was operating on on Will Smith that that night was deeper than a than. Oh, of course, his it was beef with Chris Rock. It had. It was something was curdling inside him about all of the sort of you know, words he heard after the entanglement with Jada. And, and Chris was yeah. right to point out this wasn't really about slapping me. This was about slapping the world and showing his masculinity and reclaiming it was a it and all that stuff. He, he, he snapped. And right. he's right to point that out. And um, But I do think there is nuance here. And, and to sort of side with Chris completely, he can say whatever he wants, is also sort of missing the point. Well, it'll be and interesting Candace to see is, at some point if Chris Rock's in the audience of a show and someone makes a joke about him getting slapped. That's right. Does he just laugh it off? He has, yeah, to. he has to. He, he has sort of to. has to. He has to. <laughs> he sort of has he can't to. even frown. He has to. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe elbow him in the ribs right. a little bit harder right. than usual. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. 
So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, let's move on to the other uh, gigantic story of the week. Um, and maybe sort of snuck up on a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. The, the, this is the Vanderpump Rules um, cheating saga between Tom Sandoval and Raquel Levis. So Tom, for people who aren't familiar, has been dating for around nine years another woman on the show named Ariana. Right. They were basically a, a couple, almost treated like a married couple. Their relationship was never in doubt. He's one of the, like, quote-unquote good guys, not sort of a cad like Jax and the right. other people on the show. And it was sort of seen as uh, sort of stable, at least in the world of reality television, <laughs> as much as you can use that word. Raquel is a younger woman on the show. Tom's around 38, or, and, and Ariana's in her mid to late 30s. Raquel is a 28-year-old woman. She's good friends with Ariana and apparently has been carrying on an affair of around eight months with Tom Sandoval. This was exploded because Ariana was at the show. God, even just discussing all this stuff. <laughs> was at a show supporting her musician boyfriend, Tom Sandoval, who, who is a musician on the side. He apparently dropped his cell phone. She picked it up and there was a video on the phone of apparently Raquel Levis doing something intimate to herself. I'll leave it at that. Um, now there's a letter that has been sent around. So Tom and Raquel are persona non grata in this universe right now. Right. Um, but Raquel is now lawyering up a bit and she's doing so for a specific reason. She says that video that was on Tom Sandoval's phone was recorded without my consent. Apparently this was a FaceTime intimate yeah. session. She thought it was not being recorded. It was. It's FaceTime. It's live between us. Apparently, the insinuation, although the legal letter doesn't make the outright accusation that Tom recorded it, but it has it was to be two of them on FaceTime, unless yeah. it's some sort of third party bug. I don't know, but no. It, and and if, it say, sounds like, like he hit record. Yeah, you know, they don't want people distributing this. There's the whole like revenge porn law that you can't you yes. know, expose people like this. The only way anybody could have gotten that video is from him, right? It's, He's it, the only one who had it. Yes, barring some sort of strange invasion, like a, like a sort of fappening where someone yeah. hacks into a video, but. Or I guess it sounds it, like he recorded it without her knowledge, at least according to her and her lawyer. Well, definitely he had to have recorded it because there was only the two of them. That's but I'm right. thinking like how it got shared. Unless it, unless it was bugged, unless his phone was bugged in some way. That's but anyway, an odd thing to very do. Very odd. Yes. I mean, who wants to bug Tom Sandoval's phone to record any possible FaceTimes from like? And as you said, the guy on the show yeah. who had the stable relationship, like you wouldn't think if you're going to pick somebody from that show, he's not the guy you would try and do that to. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. Um, but also interesting. So if he had it recorded, yeah. If he's not the one who distributed it, so Ariana saw it on his phone, was the first thing she did was send it to herself? Unclear. Unclear. That's it's possible. That's the only, those are the only two ways that video could get out. That's right. So what this lawyer is doing is he doesn't understand. This is the way the story went down is she found it on his phone after he dropped it and went to the restroom or something like right. that. Whether she then took it from her phone and sent it to her own phone and then sent it to her friends to say, look, Tom's cheating on me or anything like that. We don't know, frankly, at this point. We probably I mean, will at some point as a storyline. Could have been line. hacked from the... I mean, I guess if he saved it as a video, it would be saved in the cloud, but... Yes. They aren't saying that yet. The move here by her lawyer, Raquel has lawyered up, is to say, I'm putting down a marker. So there are revenge porn laws right. that say disseminating private, uh, non-consensual pornography, and she's saying it was recorded without her knowledge, so it would be non-consensual, even though she consented to the FaceTime, presumably. Yeah. Um, he's laying down a marker and he sent it to a bunch of the cast members. We're not clear exactly which ones, but I assume blanketed everyone and said, you're on notice. If you received this from, let's say, Ariana or if you just got it, maybe Tom was bragging. Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, don't send it anywhere else. Delete it. Delete it. Delete, delete it from your phone. Delete it from the cloud, wherever this thing might be stored. You're now on notice because the revenge porn laws are serious. They can be felonies. Yeah. I mean, this is not, this is 
transmitting pornography that is not consensual is a big deal in California. And these revenge porn laws, remember the Black China Rob Kardashian case? Right. They're very serious. They will be prosecuted. And he's saying, just don't send it. This is sort of a letter. It's a threat, but it's also just a notice. Now you know. You may not have known the revenge porn laws. You may have gotten this thing and thought it was a lark and shared with a couple friends. But now you know. Delete it and delete it from the cloud. I think it's um, sort of an interesting wrinkle to all this. Um, legally, that's 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 that point. But Raquel and Tom are sort of in this position of kind of having to hunker down together. Remember TJ yeah. and Amy? Yeah, when they... all you have, when the world hates you, <laughs> right. you really lock arms. You're like, your relationship's taken to a next level. And now they've been seen in public sort of hugging. The, the affair's out. He lost his relationship with Ariana right. nine years down the tubes. And not as well, you're right, because otherwise they're on their own. That's it. And all their friends are like dividing over who hangs out with who and... There's a, it's a lot of pressure on a young relationship or on an affair, I'll say. I, I was thinking about this dynamic is, I don't know what his interest was in Raquel. Maybe it was he's he's in love. Some reports say he's actually more into it than just a hookup. Yeah. Uh, others well, if it went say, on for eight you know, months, that's not, a, that's not a one-night stand. It's not a one-night yeah. stand. That's true. So maybe he is in love. But it is interesting that now the relationship has all this pressure. They've sort of, he's threatened his business interests. He has a couple restaurants, the Tom Tom Club, named after yeah. named after the uh, Talking Heads uh, spinoff. And no, it's because their names are Tom. That's right, but it, but it's, <laughs> yes, but it's clearly a little, it's a little, uh, I don't know a little not. You don't think they know the talking heads? Yeah, I don't um, know. And he has another restaurant with a guy named Tom Schwartz, and you know a lot of people are sort of protesting and boycotting these restaurants for whatever reason. They're under assault. I think this will draw them closer. I think they're going to become the new sort of reality uh, bad bad couple. I don't know how to yeah. how to put it. It's like us against the world, Bonnie and Clyde yeah. kind of vibes to them. And he sort of wants to be, is a wannabe rocker. His They both catapulted into sort of real fame because even if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, this story has yeah. taken a life of its own. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I think podcasts, I don't know. I, it's something, it, it's also kind of funny too, like you're saying, you know, if, they, if they have to you know stay together now, basically. Yeah. What if they do and they get married and have kids? Years from now, the kids are like, how did you guys meet? <laughs> well, <laughs> Tell our, us about well, your our dirty story. FaceTime went public and that kind of put us together, you know, like that's going to be the, the couple story from, from now on. It's true. It's a real postmodern love story. <laughs> All right. right. That'll do it for us today. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.